Welcome to Boss Unplugged. We are going to be talking about such a scandalous topic today. <laughs> <laughs> um, why? Why do people hate MLMs? And I'm using that word. If it's triggering, <laughs> why do people hate MLMs so much? And I really wanted to unpack this because it's it's a little comical for me because I have been in, in network marketing for eight eight years now. So to hear some of the things that people say, it's like, well, that's not true at all. <laughs> like, of course I would hate that too. <laughs> um, but I let's just unpack it. Let's just start with with the education side of things. Um, how simple it is to sign up. And so people must think it's simple. Like, like, how do you feel about that? Is where does that come from? That was the first thing that I thought of when you brought up this topic was you literally, especially nowadays, you can literally go online and with a handful of like clicks of on buttons, you can sign up today to be a business owner with no, like no education. Like there's nothing, there's no prerequisites. They don't research anything whereas in a traditional business depending on what you do just in the process of starting your business searching things up getting products all these things you learn so much and most likely it is a big financial investment it is a big time investment you're doing all these things so you go in it very prepared or you at least are preparing yourself or you're going in it with people and you're or you're in the process of going to school and all these things whereas like network marketing huge benefit you can start today huge downfall is you started today and what <laughs> you have no education <laughs> right well and like anybody can do it which is also a blessing and a curse especially for like team leaders is like yeah anybody can just mm-hmm. sign up and you're, you gotta help them and some people don't want to be helped <laughs> yeah so. and then, and i think too there's so much. So if you don't know, there is so much education. There is so much out there free on YouTube, free on podcasts, but then also to a guarantee in the company that you are joining with, you get all that, which that is a plus side. If you go and start your own traditional business, you're most likely doing it standalone by yourself. You have to pay for education. Maybe there is stuff on YouTube, but you have to go and find that education yourself. Whereas in any network marketing company, there is endless upon endless amounts of training for your products, for your compensation plan, for everything out there. And so the thing is you need to go find it and go and do it, but it's out there. The, uh, you know, the structures and then like you have to force yourself to go okay every morning at this time I'm watching or this is what I'm doing whereas like if you signed up for school you know classes at 9 a.m you better show up but you also know if you don't show up you're not going to get your degree right so why do you think you're going to be able to build this awesome huge online business network marketing business oh I'm going to become a millionaire well you didn't show up for any of the trainings any of the you know education oh but it was so easy to sign up yep Like, nobody lets you become a doctor just because you signed up for classes. I mean, that in itself is a little hard to get into, but just because you took the test to get into classes, Mm -hmm. like, nobody lets you do that. But here, you're actually allowed to learn and fail forward because, obviously, nobody's on the operating table. So, like, it's it's easy. It's easy to start. Yeah, and I think that's what we were kind of saying is it's so easy to start that people don't think the business is easy. It's actually simple. It's not easy because it's a business. You have to show up and it's mindset. Cause when I first started, I had that total mindset. I'm sure you can remember oh, going right. back of like, Oh, it, you know, why can't I get a sale or why can't I do this? It's like, because you have to 
think outside of the box. You have to treat it like you are a business owner. And this is a business. And if you were to go start your own franchise, your own brick and mortar business, I guarantee that you just signed a lease if not bought a mortgage, like you have a mortgage for three months, six months, a year, whatever it is. And you know that you are going to work there day in and day out until like you make it work. Like you're yeah. the, you, I just signed a year lease on this building. I got to figure it out. Whereas with network marketing, most people are like, oh, I'll give it a try. I'll do it for like a month. But you're not actually giving it a try because I didn't. You don't yeah, really it cost me forty bucks, you know, no big deal. Like this is forty bucks, whatever. Yeah. Like, it's like no, like if you put some sweat equity into it, like things start moving. And that um, I think again is a pro and a con. I've heard it from a few people. I am so thankful. I would have never started this business if it cost more than what, like a hundred bucks and I got oh, products. Same. Like I would have never, ever, ever done it. Yeah. But I was able to start a business for like a hundred dollars. And now for us specifically in our company, you can join for less than that. And so many companies like for less than a thousand dollars, you can join. But the problem is we don't take, like I didn't take it seriously because like, what am I going to lose? I bought, I got a ton of products for less than what if I just bought it off the website. So there is that pro that anyone can join. And there's so many people who had like no money whatsoever and were able to make massive changes in their life because of a network marketing business. But then there's so many people who we constantly experience it, who join, sign up, pay the money and never talk to you again, completely ghost you. I'm like, but you just paid for it because what's this protection program? (laughs) Yeah, because you didn't just invest thousands upon thousands of dollars. To start a McDonald's, if you want to open up your own franchise, not the building, not the employees, not the equipment, just to be able to have the rights to say you can open up a McDonald's franchise, it is a million dollars. That person is going into business for 25, 50 years knowing that like, and they know it's going to probably take them what, five to 10 years before they even see a profit. So they know long-term, like I have to do this business for at least 10 years before I see a profit because, and they somehow found a million dollars. And so many people go, oh, well, 35 is a lot. And then I'm not going to. And that's okay. Like, you, who cares if you leave? Like, there is no. There's no repercussions. Yeah. That's also a, a blessing and a curse. There's no repercussions. And so people, yeah, they can just drop like flies. Like, okay, yeah, I got my products. I'm, I'm fine. And that's great. But it's also those same people that go and say, oh, well, it didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And you're like, but it. Uh, what? Like, if you even did half of what I do, half, <laughs> a half of a half. And that comes back to mindset, right? I mean, that's mindsets in everything, everywhere, all the time. But that thing of like, okay, well, oh, it didn't really work for me. Or I tried one of those. Yeah, I didn't really get any sales. But if you actually sat them down and asked them, what did you do? How long were you doing it? Like, business owners, and I don't know about you know, other people's conversations, but most network marketing companies are month by month or somewhat similar to that. And so a lot of people think, okay, we'll give it one month and I tried or, oh gosh, I like, okay, I gave it two, three months. But any other business, you go year by year, quarter by quarter. And so you have to give it a minimum of a year to be able to start comparing what last October looked like to this October. Yeah. Which means that's two years to even see growth, Mm -hmm. to like actually data analyze your growth. But yeah, most people, because you just didn't have the right, and doesn't mean it was a bad mindset. You just didn't have the right mindset going in because you, you started today. You had no education. You just started immediately. When you leave, you 
always think it's a gap. Like, oh, well, it didn't work out for me or I it was a scam or I didn't, you know. And it doesn't mean you have horrible thoughts on it. And again, this is a business with people run by other people, run by so many other people, whether it's the corporate staff or you're just part of different teams. And not every human being is perfect and amazing and it's, you know, going to work out. I would love and hope that you join someone who is an awesome personality and you guys totally get along. But when there's humans involved, that's where you're going to get pettiness and cattiness and people who are just, you know, unprofessional. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, and even, like, just vibing with people, like... Like I said, like, I've done this for a long time. And, yeah, like, I've had people that I'm like, dude, I just don't vibe with you. Like, I don't like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which, which sucks because, yeah, anybody could join. But it's like, you know, like, I have a commitment to help you. But, like, if you don't vibe, well, it's, it's, a, it's difficult. Absolutely. Which kind of leads us to, like, people's experiences of, like, oh, why? Oh, that's a scam. Or, oh, no, don't buy into that. Or don't do that. It's it's because their experiences are mostly with other people, not Mm -hmm. the industry. Like I've literally had a girl who actually scammed her customer. I had to kick her out, had to report her to compliance, but she legit scammed somebody. I was like, dude, we don't, don't do that here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She just took her money and didn't give her products. And, And so it's like, yeah, that customer. Now I fixed it. I gave her the products. Uh, but that wasn't even on you that was you being a really good person and again benefit and con like you you know con is that you need to really probably take care of the whole situation but yeah it's not that was not your job too right but yeah so it's like well and it, that customer could be like oh yeah network marketing is a scam like i ordered some products i never got them she just took my money and then like blocked me yeah but that was the person mm-hmm. <laughs> you came to me a different person I fixed the situation now obviously yeah I didn't have to do that but like I just wanted to make sure somebody got their products yeah. and, and I you know. personally had really bad experience and I was even talking to you before this podcast I won't name names and no won't name companies and I'm like I bet you the company is really good I bet you their products are good and I've only dealt with two people in their company but those two people have been just really rude and their customer service sucks one lady we had, I made it very clear that I was already in my own company and I wasn't going to buy anything from her, but that we could, you know, talk and brainstorm and chat or whatever. And she just completely wasted my time, went back on all the things she said. And so like, yeah, I have a, those are bad experiences. I'm not saying the whole profession is bad, but like, no, she sucked. <laughs> I want to say <laughs> her company sucked. Like education, like day one, no, people don't have education. I, I can go back to my first uh, my first weeks and being super vulnerable. Yeah, I totally called a customer a B word once. Like, I was a completely different person. <laughs> she was kind of being a little bit, but you don't say it. But that's gonna come <laughs> up in other businesses too. I've worked at restaurants where you know the chef slash owner was not the greatest person, or I've had it where customers, you know, I worked at a clothing shop and people would come in and maybe you just caught her on a bad day. She wasn't a bad person, but some people just like, yeah, her energy isn't good. Like, I'm glad you're working today and not her. And it's just, you can't, you're human. They're not gonna be perfect all the time. Now, the difference is you own up and you handle it and you figure it out and you make it work and you apologize and you keep growing. And I think this is a huge pro because I've been around a lot of other business owners. Now, if you are 
a traditional business owner and you're open and you're looking and you try to grow, there's so many masterminds, educational programs, personal development for traditional business owners. But it is, in the nicest way, pushed in our faces constantly in network marketing, like personal development, personal development, grow, grow, grow. And that is probably a good 80% of what we are taught to do not. Oh, do this and do that. Like it's literally about personal development and growth because if you can change that mindset and grow as a person, because again, anyone really could start. I know so many people who are not good people who are not actually educated in the right spot to be owning a traditional business. And unless you, yeah, use your personal development, keep growing. Yeah. They're going to stay like that person. Right. It's just, yeah. Personal development program, really. Cause like the better you get as a human being, obviously like the better your paycheck gets because people relate to you more. People like you more. People want to be around you more. People want to support you more. Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Me calling a customer a B word. Oh, she didn't want to support me no more. <laughs> but you know you learn you grow I was a crazy 19 year old back then um but yeah so that's just yeah people's experiences is because of just other people it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily the industry now don't get me wrong some companies I'm like oh why are they doing that but there's and you're not gonna have perfect products that work for you perfectly like there I have allergies to a lot of natural ingredients fruits and things like that that if it's in there, I can't have it. Or just you don't like that product. And that company, you know what? You Either they are just a really bad company. Maybe they're following, you know, because you are held to legal standards and direct sales. Like the association actually holds you to standards. It's a real business where they have to be held to like laws and, you know, all these different things. Um, but doesn't mean you dealt with the best corporate staff or you dealt with the best situation. And yeah, there are, just like anything, the company, the corporate company is run and dealt with with human beings and they may not be great. And so that's something I definitely suggest if you're not in a network marketing company and you are interested, first of all, there are ups and downs, (laughs) but do your research. Like not only do you want to join someone on a team that you love, but the products, the corporate staff, the founders, why did they start? Do you like their like truly who they are as people? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like like we said at the beginning, anybody can start anything. It's so very simple to do and easy to start. But yeah, like who are you starting with? And not just because somebody talked to you and said, oh, yeah, it'll be great, it'll be great. Like really diving in and doing that research because – like, and that kind of comes to like employee mindset of like, okay, like I can start at this company, like it'll give me a paycheck, it'll do Mm -hmm. this. But like, do you really align with them? And for a lot of like employees, that doesn't really matter. You don't really have to like, I worked at Superstore, like I didn't have to align with whatever Superstore's ideologies were just to get a paycheck. But when it does come to a business and being an entrepreneur, you, you do, you have to align with that. And Otherwise, you're not going to go very far. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say so many because I didn't, I didn't do any like of that kind of research before I started, before I joined. And so if you are the person who's lucky enough to be able to like think about it and process it and do your research beforehand, great. But if not, like you, you know, sometimes people just jump in and uh-huh. are kind of just learning as they go and figuring it out after. And doesn't mean you're going to align with everything, that everything's perfect. We are constantly yeah. releasing new products. Doesn't mean I love every single product. Yeah, right. Well, and like, 
especially just employee mindset coming to that, how people think when they jump into something like this of like, yeah, like I just want to get a paycheck. Oh, this person promised me that I could make $500 a month if I just started like, well, (laughs) that's not your paycheck. Like you, you get what you put in and you get not what you're worth because that sounds terrible, but like what value you bring to the table. Mm Mm-hmm and how consistently you do it and cuz here you don't you don't have a boss. You don't have anybody actually telling you what to do and when to do it. Yet you live your whole life like went to kindergarten, that's when it kind of all starts. Like you know when to eat, you know when to go, you know when to do this. You have to raise your hand to go to the bathroom. And you live your whole life like that. I feel like there's actually two sides to it. I think you are a business owner and you need, like, if you don't show up, you're not going to get yeah. paid. If you don't show up, whether it's on social media trying to share the products or in person, you don't show up to all the trainings, all the things. Because I know when I started fully showing up mm-hmm. to all of the things, now that doesn't mean I don't, you know, still live my life and have my schedule. But, like, when I started showing up to all the things, my paycheck definitely grew. But then there's the yeah. other side of it is if you want to still somewhat keep that employee mindset, it is set up for you. We have training calls at this time. Show up, that's your shift. We tell you to, and again, you can make the decision or not, but here are, you know, 30 days worth of posts. Here are products you can focus on. Here is the, you know, step-by-step training. Here is the wording what to say. You can always have full control of tweaking the wording, changing it up, taking your own photos, giving your own opinion, creating your own calls. I would rather watch YouTube on my own time than show up at the 6 p.m. call. But also, too, there is that, like, if you just really need to full-on be like, I am not trained as an entrepreneur and in the process of learning how to be my own business owner, I need to just be told what to do step-by-step. And some people's just, their mindsets are like that. They'll be like, no, Mm -hmm. don't ever tell me what to do. And other people are like, I just, like, give it me step one, step two, step three, and I know what I'm doing. Well, that is also there for you. If you really are in that employee mindset, then you need to step up because you're not showing up for your shifts. You know, people don't get paid. And that was for me for a long time. I was like, well, yeah, I'm not making any money. Well, you're not showing up for any of your shifts. So why in the world would they pay you? (laughs) Same as if you own your traditional business. If you didn't go open, turn on the open sign, unlock the door and allow people to walk into your boutique, walk into your hair salon. If you don't book the hair appointments, well, of course, your business is not going to make money. But we also have that like network marketing is kind of a blessing in that way is that there is the ability to kind of just like hey in the employee mindset like when are the calls when can I show up give me the notes of step one step two step three step four now you have to do it no one's going to make you do it and technically you don't get fired if you don't do it so that is the problem I don't know if it's a problem but it is for me a lot of times of like oh, yeah. I can sleep in today nobody's gonna actually like Tell me, oh my gosh, you didn't go live, you're fired. Oh, you didn't, you know, put on makeup. Oh, you didn't do your, you show up for this call, you didn't, whatever. Right. But. <laughs> makes me laugh because my husband's always like, fire them. I'm like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. And like, there's always those moments when you go and complain. You're like, you just need somebody to listen. Like, this person's like really driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. Fire them. I <laughs> Normal businesses. <laughs> I say normal business because I feel like we're not in a normal. And technically, I 
I don't know if you know this. I just actually learned this. So, I mean, we could cred check it a little bit more. But we're actually not classified as a small business. We are, oh, I can't remember the term, but it's actually not classified as a small business. Um, yeah, I can't remember what it was. But anyways, normal businesses <laughs> are isolated, uh, meaning it's like it's you in business, right? Which, I mean, mm-hmm. same thing here. But you still have a team. You still have people watching you. You still have all of that. But a lot of businesses are more isolated where it's just kind of that isolated business. And so when it goes under, you don't hear about it. You don't you don't know their struggles. You didn't even know that they started. You don't even know who they are. Yes. So. <laughs> right there is that, you know, I even had a friend speak the other day talking about how and she owned a traditional business. And it was just her. So late at night when she was struggling with something she couldn't figure out, she would have problems. The only other people who were educated enough to help her were in other businesses. They were her competition. She could not go to so No one would sit down unless you pay them a lot of money. No one was going to sit down and help her figure out the problems. With network marketing, you can go to anybody. Like I constantly am brainstorming with people who I don't technically make them money. They don't make me money. Because that's something I've heard too. People go like, well, of course they help you because you make them money. No, and... In some ways, yes. If I make the sales, they can make money. But they just helped me. Why can't... It's not coming out of my paycheck, so why doesn't that person deserve to make money? But there are plenty of people who... It's just a community of like, no, when one elevates and one does better, the whole industry does better. And it's just that mindset of like, we're all here to help each other. You're going to come across people who don't think that way, who don't help you, who are are rude, or they truly have this massive team and they just don't have time. But I'm constantly brainstorming with different people who are like, no, we don't make each other money, but we push each other. So the fact that you gave me these awesome ideas might make me go and make more money. And then I give you these awesome ideas and I give you a pep talk. But yeah, in a traditional business, you still have to put yourself out there. Go pay for those masterminds. Go pay for these different things. But truly, deep down, they're never going to give you every single detail they're not going to give you every single step-by-step thing they do because you are still in competition whereas yeah Yeah. the benefit is when I make money the bigger and stronger and the better I get the better your team and your paycheck looks so you're going to give me every last little detail and possible information you can because you're like well no when one rise we all rise whereas in yeah traditional business it's like yeah come to this mastermind come to these things but I'm not going to fully give you every single thing because I want you to do better because you paid to do this workshop, but I'm not actually going to give you all of it. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, and I remember um, you telling me about, like, the whole Gary Vee story about all the businesses that he has invested in and Mm -hmm. how we think, like, oh, he's so successful. And he's like, you only see, like, the two that did well, not the 20 that just failed, like, all my investments over here. Like, because it's that isolated Yeah, people don't always talk about it. I mean, maybe in small circles they do, but you don't go seeing there's not forums, there's not all these YouTube videos of people going around like, oh my gosh, (laughs) candles suck, the restaurants don't work, don't ever open up a restaurant, they're a total scam, I did it, and it failed and crashed and it burned, I'm out so much money, blah, 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 blah. Like, you don't hear that. Now, maybe in small circles they're talking, but you're alone in your failures, which really, really suck. And this is nothing against traditional businesses. I own traditional businesses. I have in the past. That we need them. Literally everything in my house was built by somebody in a business. Built, like We need them. So there's not like we're not bashing them whatsoever. It's just talking about like, well, yeah, the little bit indifference in direct sales, network marketing, MLMs than what we would call a brick yeah. and mortar store. But yeah, it's, it, people don't, 
you don't hear about the people that go bankrupt or that. And most likely it's because they go on and start another business. I know so many business owners who owned a business beforehand or they just kept going or they sell their business and then they do it again or they go bankrupt and they're just like generally when you have that mindset and entrepreneurial like bone in your body you just keep going right well and like there's really no way of going bankrupt here like it's literally the most low risk thing i have ever seen in my life Mm mm-hmm and to be honest, if somebody thinks they can go bankrupt or has, like, I'm sorry, but you made some very poor decisions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how? It's like most companies, less than 500 bucks to start. You should not be putting in any money really after that. I mean, like, you know, as you get going and as you start growing, like, sure, like, go buy a mastermind. Go go to that I don't know, go somewhere, like, you can buy those flights, like, you're making money, but to, like, upfront invest thousands of dollars into some, like, I am, um, no. no, And no. especially, too, this is where you need to do some of the research, is not all companies are set up the same, so there is a lot of companies that it isn't yearly fees and monthly fees, and you, you're forced to, like, I know there are companies out there, and doesn't mean they're not amazing, you just have to make your decision, if you can afford they they release like monthly specials and they have like their people have to pay for it and have to buy the newest one. Now, that might that is an awesome thing for your business cuz you're always having the newest products. But I also understand that when I first started this, like I couldn't afford to always be doing that every single month, especially since a lot of my months in the beginning I wasn't bringing in any money. I wasn't making the sales. I wasn't showing up, so I know why I wasn't making the money. But right. that would be like, okay, so that's but that's your decision. The same as like you can depending on your your company, like we're in, you know, in the company we're in, we're not allowed to go and buy thousands of dollars worth of stock unless you can prove you're actually doing it for like a vendor show. So I do understand in that concept where you go and spend a few thousand dollars, a few hundred dollars to do one of those like in-person vendor shows. You made that decision. Nobody's making you do that. So please be aware of that. <laughs> you, right. And if someone stole your credit card and bought your stuff, that's a whole other problem. Go report it. <laughs> but then I know too, like, and I'll talk about my experience. So I did a vendor show and I bought a bunch of product. I was still very smart and I made sure that I didn't buy one of everything. We happened to be in a complexion color company as well. So I'm like, well, I can't buy, you know, all of these different colors. I'm just going to pick one product that I know is versatile that anyone can use. I bought a handful of it. I sold one. I had 15. I sold one. I was stuck with 14 of them. And back then... I was lucky if I sold a couple in a month. Like, it was so scary. But I knew I could quit because I was so upset about it. But I'm still stuck with 14 of these products and I'm out that money. Or I could stick around long enough to make sure I sold all of it. And this is the same as if you were in a traditional business and you went... Now, if you went bankrupt, it's a little bit different because the bank might take some things. But if you go under... You can no longer, and this happened a lot over the last two years with the big thing that happened in the world and many businesses shut down. <laughs> if you have that extra stock at home, like at your store and you can no longer close, like you close your doors because you can't pay rent. Well, you would take that stock and you would put it on Facebook Marketplace. You would be selling it. You would be going to vendor, like you would be selling that stuff. Yeah. You would be getting rid of the merchandise however long it took because you were out that money. Like you would keep it. I know when I worked at a traditional business, um, like when I had a job, 
they were stock that wouldn't sell for like a long time and she would just rotate she's like but i'm not gonna get rid of it. i literally spent money on this like i'm already out the money we have to sell it we'll figure out get creative put it on sale we'll put it change it the location in the store grocery stores do that all the time they rearrange things all the time because they're trying to get different sales in. And so yep. if you... They want you to walk through it. <laughs> yeah. So if people are, you know, people who say they're out all this money, maybe you, like, people made that decision to spend that money. And if you do, make sure, it, like, because people do. Like, I have, like you said, spent money on masterminds. I have fronted yeah. money to be able to do whatever. But I'm going to stick around till... I sell it or if you've had a circumstance where you no longer with the company or you couldn't stay or whatever okay well there's still ways to make that money back yeah well and have you ever watched now i haven't watched it but like i saw clips of it of that lulu lulu row the leggings company yeah, I've heard of them and I've heard of kind of some of the stuff, but I've not ever watched any of it or read any other things yeah i saw okay i saw this little clip because i was like i'm not like I don't care, <laughs> but it was kind of funny. Um, this girl she spent like $5,000 on leggings for like stock and was complaining and saying like, oh, the company made me do it. Now, I don't know all the ins and outs, but nobody took your credit card mm-hmm. and made you do that. Like you could have just quit. You could have left. You could have said no. Like that's I'm not. Yeah, because maybe the company says to be able to hit this promotion, to be able to stay an active representative, you must spend $5,000. First of all, if you're in a company like that, run, 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 run. Run. (laughs) So you may have felt like the company made you, but you were not handcuffed to it. You could have quit and said, no, this company isn't for me. I don't have that $5,000. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, it was just like, I was shocked by like this woman, like, Take ownership of your life, please. Like, the world would be a much better place if people just took ownership of, like, I did this, it failed, how can I learn from it? You don't have mm-hmm. to fix it. Maybe don't fix it. Like, but but how can you learn from it? How can you maybe yeah. make it better? How can you just, like, okay, that was an experience. Like, enjoy your life. But, like, blaming other outside circumstances, like, I just I can't. It's and like, then one time, quitting before you... Make Before it back. It. I know that was my thing. I was like, I can't quit until I sell all this stuff because I'm out this money. Like, I need this money back. So I'm going to, and it made me hustle harder. And I am so, like, it made me break, have a breakthrough because I went from, I don't know, I'm going to sell 14 of these. I've never sold 14 of these. This is so hard to, not only did I sell the 14 of them, but a year later, I gave myself a 100 challenge and I've beyond passed that 100 challenge. So I went from, I can't believe I sold one. How in the world am I going to sell 14 to I've sold hundreds now since then. And it's like, wow. Right. Like, Well, and I remember after you sold those 14, you needed more and I had to give you five more. Mm-hmm. And then you kept replacing those and replacing those. You're like, nope, just kidding. I need more. I know. That's okay. where you go in debt. I went in debt of IOU these products because I just, she happened to have like Savannah had extra on hand. And I did not. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm selling these so fast. So I had to go and like bulk order and do like, see that. And it just grew. But that was a good day to You said, how can I make this work? And instead of blaming of like, well, this market should have done well, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, you're like, how am I going to make this work? Mm -hmm. And and that's the entrepreneurial spirit of just how am I going to make this work? And I had no idea until it was like a little while ago that this memory came up. And I think it did really help. And 
were all raised very differently. I was very lucky that my parents were entrepreneurs and so I didn't realize how much it did actually impact me. But I took a class when I was 12. I don't totally remember what the point of it was. I think it was sort of to have like, we all had to like write our own businesses in like 12. So like, you know, we all had funny different ideas, but it was, I think kind of like to be an entrepreneur. And one of them was a challenge. We each had groups of three. So I was in a group of, with two other boys and they said, you own a marshmallow factory and all of the marshmallows First, I can't remember what, but like for some reason they're not edible. You have to figure out and pivot. You have thousands upon thousands of marshmallows and you'll be out money. What are you going to do? First of all, that taught me that like, oh my gosh, like it happens and yeah, what do you do and pivot? We made up things and they're like, it doesn't really matter. I think we said like, okay, well, we'll make pillows out of them. We'll make, we'll stuff them all in a mattress. So maybe it wasn't real viable things, but it made us realize that if what your original idea was doesn't work, how can you pivot? How can you change? How can you, you don't just throw your hands up and cry and be like, well, it's over. Some moments there are, maybe the marshmallows would have never been able to be used for something because that happens where you buy a product and it breaks and it falls and you just can't use it. And that's really, really hard. That is something you just have to deal with. But can you think outside of the box? In the mindset of, oh my gosh, I had this product, it broke, it shot it all over the ground, so now I have to replace it, and I'm out this money. Well, can you go bigger and stronger so you tenfold that money back? Or same with like that business. It's like, okay, yeah, like what can we do with these marshmallows? We're out thousands of dollars, and it just got me thinking outside the box. And I never thought of it again for years, but I guarantee that probably really helped me realize that like nothing is final. If you're still breathing... Nothing is truly final. You can keep going. You keep learning. Keep pivoting. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, yeah, like the whole purpose of this industry, and Eric Worre says it so beautifully, is that if you have an entrepreneurial bone in your body, this is definitely the place to start. Like you can flex that here with little to no consequences. Mm -hmm. And again, that's a blessing and a curse. Absolutely. Um, So end of the day, like, if it's not for some people, like there's no shame, like that's okay. But like going around and saying it's a scam because you didn't do well or because you had a bad experience with someone, like it doesn't make sense. That's like, like, like we talked about blaming those outside um, things that don't actually impact us, like taking personal ownership. Like my daughter once, it was my oldest daughter, she was a lot younger at this time. She fell. I'll always remember this because it was so funny. She fell and says, the floor tripped me. It's like, no, you, you fell. Yep. Whether you did or on purpose or not is besides the point. You fell. <laughs> the floor was actually there to catch you. <laughs> yep. So taking that personal ownership of our life and saying, like, no, I fell. Now I can get back up. But at the same time, if, if this industry isn't for you and it's not for everyone and there's literally no shame. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it is for you, just do what's expected. Go that extra mile. And I think a lot of times the top things that people think are, because people always say, it's like, oh, it's a pyramid scheme. And I, anyone who's been open to actually talk about it, because so many people just on the internet are like, it's a pyramid scheme, it's a pyramid scheme. What is a pyramid scheme to you? And I had a conversation with Lily. I'm so thankful that she was open to have the conversation because her first reaction was like, oh, is that just a pyramid scheme? I was like, well, what do you think a pyramid scheme is? She said, well, only the top makes money. I'm like, well, how do you think the top makes money? Like, what do you mean? First of all, if you truly think that, why aren't you going to the top? Go to the top. You can be the top that makes money. Just go to the top. Simple as that. <laughs> but in network marketing, 
And I, many times, so if you want to look at it as a pyramid, then I am below Savannah and I have made more than her. And there are times where I've had people who, quote unquote, are below me and they have made more than me in a month. There is yes. no, and yes, Savannah's worked her butt off to train me. So she does get paid on a percentage of my sales. It does not come out of my paycheck. So maybe the yep. top does make money. And most likely because they have a larger team, they've been around longer, they've sold more, they probably do make more than the newest person that just joined who you would, would consider is on the bottom. But it does not take away from them. The only reason the top makes money is because the bottom is making those sales. Where do you think the money's coming from? I make way more money off of my one product sale that I sold than Savannah does off of my sale because that's just, you know, the way the math is going to work. But the corporate company rewards her for being, hey, you worked really hard. You had someone join your team. You don't get paid for people to join your team because then that's where, you know, Ponzi schemes come in. Yeah, that's where it's going to get a little bit, where there's no product. And that I want to address that in a second, what the difference is. is like, hey, you worked really hard. You're growing your team. We're going to reward you. Here is a small percentage of of all people's sales, but they still make more. And you're not, and we do not get paid. Any company does not get paid off of your people if they don't make any money. And now you think that the top is making money. Well, the top does make money. doesn't mean they make more than the bottom because there are plenty of times where anyone can out-earn any person and if you really ask because when pe- I even talk to like my family about this or you know talking I'm like it's actually more of a family tree because if you want to know our version of the top is you know what we would call a certain status but on our team alone there's more than I can count and there's more people that pop up all the time I'm like oh my gosh I didn't even know she you know was at that level oh my gosh I didn't even know she had this and so there's so much it's like a family tree because literally there is no top. There's no one person at the top of the pyramid. It's always moving. It's always going. There's so many different like aspects to it. And then the other thing is so many people think it's like a Ponzi scheme and those like, yeah, pyramid schemes, all those things. That is way different. First of all, to be a network marketing business, you have to be a registered business. You have to follow all these guidelines. They're just like any business. They have to follow all the laws. Whereas a Ponzi scheme is not real. It's just a handful of people that get together and pretend to be business and you get paid to recruit other people who recruit other people and there is no actual product. They might say there's some sort of service or whatever, but really you're just getting paid to recruit people who get paid to recruit people. And in that case, yes, you're going to run out of money and people normally only at the top make money because you're just, all the yeah. money's falling to the top where there isn't people at the bottom actually making money. And it's not sustainable mm-hmm. and they like they're illegal and so when people say things like that, I'm like, put me in jail then. Yeah, those are illegal. And if you are part of one, you will go to jail. They don't last more than three, three to six months because they get caught. <laughs> yep. so the actual Ponzi scheme, whatever the name is, ABC Ponzi scheme. They won't say that. <laughs> but ABC company <laughs> is going to only be around for about six months. They're going to push as far as they can. And if you're involved now, if you... I'm sure you can argue and if you, you know, you, but every person who's involved has to go to court and prove that like, Hey, I had no idea what I was in and I got caught up. But if you're in it and you're working it, yeah, you can go to jail for three years. There is a big difference. And a lot of times people don't. And that's a problem I think is why. And I'm sure I've been guilty of it too for certain things is you just don't actually understand what you're talking about. Like when I was talking to that girl, I'm like, she was like, Oh, I don't want to join because it's just one of those Ponzi scheme pyramid things. 
And I was like, can I ask you what you think that means? And then we had a beautiful conversation to explain. And she was like, oh, yeah, I just did, you know, I've never actually considered what a pyramid scheme meant. And then explaining that, like, no, this is what that is. And then this is what network marketing is. It is not the same. The way that structure looks slightly similar so I can understand. And then everybody knows that aunt, that sister, that friend, that cousin, that uncle, whoever joined MLM and didn't actually do anything, didn't really make any money, either made poor decisions. It was theirs. They're not going to tell you, oh, I made the mistake of spending all my money and I'm not going to take ownership of it. They're just going to complain about it. And everybody knows one of those people that just did that. And we're in a different in like way of doing things. 10, 20 years ago, you did buy stock. Your garage was full. You had to go to yeah. vendor shows. You had to go to in-person parties. You had to knock on people's doors. People did do cold calling because you the only way, like besides going to your 5, 10 friends and family and harassing them because that's all you knew. It was like, okay, I know these people. And then literally knocking on the door, which by the way, you can. I know a woman who she was determined to, she said, I would not go home until I made enough money to cover my rent. And she made a million dollars in her first year because she hustled. Now, I do not want to be, I don't want to operate my business where I literally have a cold call and knock on people's doors. But we're not in that way of doing business anymore. We have social media where you literally can join and you don't have to spend a single thing. I don't take, I don't make, like, I don't have any um, stock. Everyone just buys off the website directly. Corporate takes care of them. They do the shipping. They do the labeling. They do the returning. They do all of the stuff that you possibly need. And so hopefully we can get a shift in the culture and the way people are viewing it because it is not that same Oh my gosh, my aunt had to buy $10,000 and have it in her house. And she tried to do a handful of parties, but she just quit. Like she didn't keep going. And that was hard. I can't imagine. And the point of this business is to spend time at home with your kids and not have to like go out every evening and do all these different things. Not that that business model is bad. So many people did really, really well, but we are in a different way of doing it. And it is less money, less work. It is easier to do, still work, you still have to do it. It's just a simpler system. And so hopefully the shift in the mindset of, oh, everyone has that cousin, that uncle that, you know, wasted all their money and had to like do all these vendor shows and do all these cold calling. Yeah, right. But like really at the end of the day, like we're a marketing team. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. There's a company, we market for them, we get a percentage. I heard it really well said is that a massive corporation, if they were to, like, if you go look at people's budgets, they're literally million dollar a day budgets for marketing for companies, million dollars a day. And so companies can either have their employees and have marketing budgets of millions of dollars and go and do that. Or they could structure it. And I've seen many companies, a lot of network marketing companies, if you don't know, started as traditional businesses and now have turned into network marketing companies because they realize, why don't we take those millions of dollars and give it to actual people? Because it's going to go further. Because, you know, Mary can show the product and sell it to her mom, her friend, her whatever, showing it off because it's way better. Whereas we hope that you drive by that billboard. We really hope that someone watches that commercial on TV, which traditional advertising is really, really changing. It is, people are paying people now to be affiliates. 
It, we started right. as network marketing, as direct sales, and now it's changing to, yeah, also being affiliates to being, you know, go to the average person to advertise. And so they would really rather give those millions of dollars to families instead of just putting it on a billboard. Yeah. And I think that's a worthy cause. I'm mm-hmm. proud to be part of that. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of the podcast. If you got something out of it, make sure to share and subscribe. Stay tuned for the next episode.